Well, welcome to a very special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. They're all special, right? I mean, coming up in hour number two, it's the National Crawford Roundtable, the final edition of NCR for the uh, uh, 2023 campaign. Uh, but first, though, we're going to take this hour, and I want to focus on an issue that has become a huge uh, to-do, if you will, in the culture, and that is women's health as it pertains to childbirth, and pre-birth of the baby and postpartum uh, once the child has been delivered. You know, there are a lot of places where we in the body of Christ do a really excellent job, I think, of speaking truth to power when it comes to the culture that is so pro-death, right? This is a culture that does not, I mean, it's interesting. If you have family members who are elderly, there's a good chance that you want your elderly family members to live as long as they can and have as healthy and thriving a life as they can. But there are many people in this culture who say once you get to a certain point, you've kind of outlived your usefulness. We saw this when the Affordable Care Act was being debated. And there was the uh, talk of the quote-unquote health panels or the death panels, as they were called, that determined who gets quality of life care. Take, for example, Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial has been telling us for years. You get a CD alternative, you know, a regular bank CD certificate of deposit. It's kind of like a hopped-up savings account right? Instead of just getting passbook interest, which has been nothing for years. Used to be something. I remember, I think my first passbook interest account was only 5% back when I was in high school. Remember those days? But now they're less than 1%. They're like 0.5, 0 0.6%. A certificate of deposit promises you more, but you have a term where the other is kind of an on-demand deposit. You put the money in, it's there, get a little bit of interest when you need it, you go withdraw it, and there you go. A certificate of deposit has the, uh, um, the, the, the capability to earn more in interest, but you also have to leave it in there longer, a year, two years, three years, four years, whatever. One of the things about the CD alternative that Dennis Wilson offers is it offers long-term care for seniors. So in addition to having the same uh, liquidity as a certificate of deposit, better return than a certificate of deposit. It also offers you, number one, it's four options. Number one, it's never going down. Number two, you can earn income. Number three, it can be a revenue generator in terms of income that's coming out to you while you're retired. And number four, there are long-term care benefits. And the long-term care benefits, especially as you are in your elder years, are benefits that will benefit you for your elder years. The last three, statistically, the last three years a person is breathing here on planet Earth are the years that you spend the most money on medical care. And unfortunately, those are also years when some folks who get into retirement don't have the means to handle the super, they got Medicare and that's about it. Um, if you have not looked into a CD alternative with long-term medical care benefits from Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial, I highly recommend that you do. 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com uh, forward slash Wilson Financial, and you'll be good. Now, the reason I bring up the long-term care is when the Affordable Care Act was being put into place, one of the things they talked about often was, well, we're going to find the most qualitative, you know, the best care for the best coverage. But what they didn't tell you was sometimes that meant we're not going to give seniors the level of care that they need. Now, that's unthinkable to most of us, but it's a reality in the medical world. There are medical companies, insurance companies, pharmaceutical companies right now deciding who gets the better care and who doesn't. Some of it is just it's economic. What do you pay for? If you get the A-level gold-plated insurance package, you're going to get better coverage than someone at the B-level or the C-level. But not only is that the case for seniors, but it also happens nationwide in different parts of the country, and it pertains to men and women and people of different ethnicities as well. And there has been a crisis brewing. This is something in the Sanctity of Life community that we don't do a good enough job of, I believe. And that is taking a look at the maternal health crisis that is impacting women of color. Now, this might sound interesting, it may sound like it's completely far-fetched. CNN did a report on this not too long ago, and I want to share it with you here, with regard to not just treating a woman during pregnancy, but also treating every stage of pregnancy, and then what happens post-pregnancy, I mean, once the child is born. A majority of U.S. births are still happening in the hospitals, 
But as of 2020, nearly 2% of women were choosing to give birth in what they called a community birth setting, a birth center, home birth, that type of thing. But here's the striking statistic. Between 2019 and 2020, the number of African-American women who opted to give birth in those settings went up by 30%. For Native American women, it went up 26%. Hispanic women, it went up 24%. But then, let's not forget, Anglo women and Asian women also went up 18%. So it's only 2% of live births that happen in these alternative birthing centers. But the number of women who are choosing this, I mean, that's one out of every five white women, one out of every four Hispanic women, one out of every almost three African-American women. Why is this? The decision by some families to move away from this traditional hospital birth setting um, basically kind of comes on the heels of the fact that a lot of women are looking around and saying, hey, if I'm African-American, if I'm Hispanic, even the Anglo women are saying, I want to make sure I get the best care I can in the hospital. And if for some reason um, I've got an issue with... uh, you know, maybe someone I know had a health issue and they weren't necessarily. We shared a story here on the bottom line a couple of years ago about an African-American woman whose mother-in-law is someone to judge somebody. She's on one of those syndicated judicial shows. And this is a woman who had killer, super great, platinum level, state-of-the-art health insurance, had given birth a couple of times at Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. And she died after the second birth because at one point, She was neglected by the medical staff for 11 hours. Ringing the bell, nobody came. Ringing the bell, nobody came. She was bleeding. It was just awful. So check this out. The pivot in the move to the birth center away from the hospital is taking a toll on the actual hospitals. For example, Sentinel Hospital Medical Center in Inglewood, California. Um, The city is majority black and Hispanic. Last October, they actually closed their maternity unit. And the reason is, quote, the demand for maternal health services at Sentinella has significantly declined over the last several years. We're delivering fewer than two kids per day. Now, part of that's a twofold whammy here. Number one, the reason for that is there's a move to the alternative birthing center. And there's a reason for that. Um, According to Leslie Welch, who's the co-founder and co-director of Birth Center Equity, She said, birth centers are more focused on showing respect and building trust and bond with families. Um, It's incredible, but a report that came out by the National Partnership for Women and Families, African-American women, quote, are twice as likely as white women to report that a medical professional either ignored them, refused to request for help, or failed to respond to requests for help in a reasonable amount of time. When you look at the maternal mortality rate in the United States, you find that it's women of color who are often bearing the brunt worse than Anglo women. So now you got a double whammy. You got a place like Sentinel Hospital that, that says we're, you know, significantly <laughs> seeing the huge drop in live births, and so we're just going to close down our maternity ward. But what's the other alternative? Women are either going to these birthing centers or they're going to abortion clinics. I commend the people who are choosing alternative birth centers. And this speaks to me personally, as you know, my blended family here, uh, Lisa and I, of course, Lisa's African-American, I'm Anglo and Hispanic. And we have three kids, each that we brought into the marriage. I have three daughters who are mothers. Two of them are in active child, uh, (laughs) the kids are, are they're moving into final trimester. My older daughter, Emily, was choosing a traditional hospital. Uh, Her younger sister is choosing a birthing center. When Taylor, Lisa's daughter, my bonus daughter, was pregnant uh, last year and the year before, she has a daughter and a son now, um, she was looking into alternative birth centers as well. And the very reason Taylor was looking into those was the the statistics don't lie. If we in the body of Christ are truly pro-life, we want to give the best information possible about birthing centers. We want to talk about maternal mortality rates. We want to talk about what's really happening here because it's more than just saying, please don't kill your child in the womb. Again, I, I, I harp on this a lot, but I want to commend our friends at Preborn for doing such a fantastic job of the educational part. 10,000 women a year come to Christ because they wit- are witness to with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's beautiful to see these women coming to faith, being baptized. We, we talk about how the baby's life is saved and the mother's soul is saved. And hopefully then that sets the path of uh, pathway of faith 
in their home for their kids as well. We have a special matching gift in place right now. There are four days left to take advantage of it. I can't stress with you enough how personal this is to me. Um, when I think of my oldest, Emily, and who was conceived out of wedlock, and I had people in my church telling me, you know, it'd be really easy. No one would ever know you guys are pregnant. And her mom and I went and got married because that never entered our minds. The part about, wouldn't that be great if we didn't have to deal with this part? I mean, sure, but I mean, they, no, there's not, not going to happen. And she is now the mother of one and a half, <laughs> which is great. And I love to see it. And having another daughter who's choosing an alternative center because she knows some of the risks involved and having another daughter who knows that going to a major hospital, it's a 50-50 ball as to whether or not she's going to get the care she needs. So when you hear me talking about preborn and the, what they offer to women of all backgrounds in terms of the education, here are your options. Here's the ultrasound. This is what your child looks like. Here's what a birthing center in your area looks like. Here's where the hospital is. Here's where the adoption agency is. I love the fact that there's so much good information to help women make the decision that is ultimately theirs. And 85% of the time when a woman goes to a preborn clinic, has the free ultrasound, gets the free consultation, then she chooses life for her child. I'm urging you. I'm, I, I, I can't stop any, I'm begging you at this point. There is a double matching gift in place right now. Your $28 donation becomes $56. Your $280 donation becomes $560. If you want to give $1,000, consider it $2,000. Not for tax purposes. You can only expense $1,000 at the end of the year. But that $1,000 donation will go $2,000 distance with preborn right now. But you have to act now. Sunday is the final day. I only have two more days live on the air here to talk about it. Lisa and I will be doing our year-end review tomorrow on the program, and we will uh, be pleading that case as well. 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. That's B-A-B-Y. Or go to kbrightradio.com. You know, if it's just easier, R-O-G-E-R-M-A-R-S-H.com. Lisa and I updated the site now at the top. It'll say, click here. And you click there, it takes you right to the preborn page. Your gift is doubled now through December 31st. 800 or 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY-2229. Or go to rogermarsh.com and click on the preborn banner. As we continue, what do you say to the woman who's, oh gosh, I didn't realize, uh, you know, that uh, motherhood was not necessarily for you. Well, what if that's not the case? I remember the Christian musician, Phil Keggy, giving a concert one time and he announced that he and his wife Bernadette were the parents of eight children and four of their kids came up on stage and so somebody was asking hey where are the other eight he said they're in heaven because they treated every time Bernadette got pregnant as them being parents four of their kids went straight to be the, with the Lord because of miscarriage on the other side of this break author Jackie Gibson understands what it's like for a woman to experience miscarriage. She talks to grieving women who know what it's like for a stillbirth to come in your way. She's written a book for those women who are thinking, gosh, I guess motherhood isn't for me because that's my story. Her book is called You Are Still a Mother. Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Uh, Jackie Gibson joining me next as The Bottom Line continues. Stephanie Kovar understands that personal injury help is a uniquely Christian concept. Christians sometimes balk at using a personal injury attorney after an accident, but Paul said that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. When you've been injured, it's important that the responsible party makes your temple well again. And the idea of restitution for lost wages and medical care comes from Exodus 21 and 22, where God outlines the concept of consequences and restitution. That biblical concept says that a person liable for injuring another must replace what is lost as a matter of justice. Sometimes being made whole means being compensated, and Stephanie Cover will fight for your wholeness because it is the Christian thing to do. And she is refreshingly honest. So if she feels like she's not the right attorney or that there is no case, she'll be upfront with you about it. If you've been in an accident, find out at no cost if Stephanie can help you by going to kbrightradio.com slash C-O-V-E-R. We're going to talk about a topic today here on The Bottom Line Show that affects a lot more people than you might realize. 
And it's one of those things where I'm, it's personally affected my family. It may have personally affected your family as well. As a father of three, and my wife is a mother of three, so we have a large extended family with uh, four grandkids and two more on the way. We know that there will be six grandkids by this time next year that we'll be able to wrap our arms around, but a few more that we'll meet in heaven. And uh, today here on The Bottom Line Show, we're going to talk about that issue, about what happens when the pregnancy doesn't end the way you're hoping it will. Uh, Jackie Gibson is with me today here on The Bottom Line. She's the author of a brand new book called You Are Still a Mother, uh, offering hope for women grieving a stillbirth or a miscarriage. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com while I dab my eyes. So please welcome Jackie Gibson to The Bottom Line Show. I didn't mean to get so emotional right away, Jackie, but this is a this is a tough topic, isn't it? Yeah, it is a sad topic, but thank you for having me to talk about it because it is important. Yeah. How, why? Uh, I'll start right off the bat here from my years in pastoral ministry. Why does the church do such a lousy job of this? And I mean, I, I, that's kind of a broad stroke, but it seems like this is the one part of, you know, motherhood or, uh, you know, the sanctity of life, fighting for the, you know, protection of the unborn that we kind of really don't do a great job with, do we? Yeah, well, I think thankfully things have improved a little bit, but mm -hmm. for so many years, this was just a silent grief that many mothers and fathers would suffer in silence. And it's a peculiar loss in one sense. And I think that might be part of the reason it's harder to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that the death of someone nobody got to meet. And so I think people find that more difficult to talk about for that reason. Maybe they don't want to upset a parent by bringing it up. But of course, it's a very significant loss of a person that was deeply loved at whatever point during pregnancy. So I think things are improving, thankfully, but it's mm -hmm. still one that people need to be more courageous to talk about. I mentioned at the outset that this is a common problem and it's much more common than people uh, would like to admit or maybe even know. Uh, talk about that, if you would, uh, Jackie, kind of give us some of the nuts and bolts of how common it is for uh, a pregnancy to end in either miscarriage or um, uh, even stillbirth. Yeah, well, there's a few different uh, data that we could talk about. People say it can be as common as one in four pregnancies end in a loss now, later term losses, like the one that I've experienced, a stillbirth, is less common, but still about one in 160 pregnancies end in a stillbirth, which is still far too common. Mm -hmm. So we all know people who have been touched by this kind of loss. It's very common. Certainly miscarriage is more common, but even late term losses are still more common than people realize. Jackie Gibson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Jackie is from Sydney, Australia, in case you couldn't tell by the accent, but now makes her home in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She and her husband, Johnny, have four children, and she serves alongside uh, Johnny as at Westminster Theological Seminary. Uh, she's the author of a brand new book on a very tender but important topic. It's called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I, I think about that often when I think about my older sister, who uh, was married in an abusive marriage and actually uh, has a couple of children that she'll meet in heaven at some point, uh, knowing that, uh, you know, but having to, we've had a lot of conversations about reconciling that because she's not married now and never changed the here in this life of one of her own children doesn't mean that she's not still a mother. Talk about why that's encouraging and important for a mom who's had a miscarriage or even a stillbirth to understand that, wait, motherhood is still part of your story, even though it doesn't look like it does for a lot of other women. Yeah, absolutely. You, As you introduced me, you said I have four children. Well, the second of those children is our daughter, Layla, who was mm -hmm. still 2016. So I do like to answer that question with we have four children. They're yes. all living, only the second Amen. lives with God. Amen. And I think as we believe that life begins at conception, so too does our parenthood, our motherhood, for those of us who are um, mothers and pregnant and carry a child, our motherhood begins as soon as that baby has been conceived in the mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And so even though a baby sadly may die during pregnancy, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're no longer mother to that child. Right. And so that is still a reality, even for those mothers who have little ones, not in their arms, but in Jesus's arms instead. Is, it, is there a tendency for a Christian woman who experiences what you went through 
to start looking for some, we're looking for some kind of closure. Why did this happen? How did this happen? What did I do? What did I not do? The, what, what kinds of questions did, were rolling around in your mind, uh, Jackie, yeah, when you went through that? It's natural to ask those questions. I certainly wanted to have answers. Why did Layla die right at the end of pregnancy? We didn't get any medical explanations to that, those questions that we had. So my faith rests in uh, Psalm 139. Many of you will know that, that Layla's days were numbered before mm -hmm. there were any days. And Amen. so I could rest in knowing that God was sovereign. He had, he had numbered her days only for the womb and he called her home. And that's a hard and it's a mysterious question and it's a mysterious providence from the Lord, but to know that her days were numbered, that there was, I didn't need to live with regret. These questions didn't need to keep me awake at night. I could sleep peacefully knowing that God had called her home. Uh, obviously it was sad. I was, I was allowed to grieve that very deeply, um, but I could rest in knowing that her days had been numbered before they came to be. Jackie Gibson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Her book is called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women, Grieve, Birth, or Marriage. We have a link for the book, bottomlineshow.com, and, and she's speaking from her experience, uh, what season is like. What is the, uh, is there a grieving process? I mean, obviously grief is going to happen as long as it, that's going to hit people different ways. What was your real reaction to the situation with Layla? I think the initial reaction is just complete shock. You don't expect your baby to die in the womb mm -hmm. and it shouldn't happen. And you're planning for that life beyond the, uh, beyond the delivery. And so shock is, I think, what you enter and just devastation and grief and sorrow and, and darkness, in, especially in the early days, the pain is sharp. And then, you know, as time goes by, I would say the edges of grief soften, but it mm. never goes away. It's something I will carry with me uh, all my life. It doesn't define me, but it is a part of me. I have a baby in heaven. And so the grief does change. God is someone who heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That doesn't necessarily mean we'll reach this end point, this side of heaven, but he does bring us through a process of healing that is ongoing, but he's faithful and present with us in that grief. Mm, it's, it's so beautifully put. And I appreciate you talking about the pain that was so sharp and begins to, to smooth over as it were, it doesn't completely go away. How can it? Because there's a child that's there and your daughter is playing with my niece and nephew. I mean, right <laughs> now. And it's, and, and I love the thought that they're, they're friends and they have that community. And here I go again. <laughs> I have to, I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know how else to respond. It's very, it's still very fresh for me, even though that happened over 30 years ago for my sister. Uh, Jackie Gibson is with me today here on the bottom line, the book, you are still a mother. And I'm sure you, hopefully you and Johnny will come out with, you're still a father. <laughs> at some point too for guys like me uh hope for women grieving a stillbirth or miscarriage there's a link for the book up at the bottom line show.com give a chapter in the book i love this title and i'd love for you to kind of expound by the way for people who are uh wanting to see the book it's up at the bottom line show.com this is one of those great books from new growth press that covers a really important vital substantial topic but does so in a smaller book form so you don't have to uh, a week or so ago we were interviewing martin bennett who's the guy who did the uh, biography on the guy who led the attack on pearl arbor and it's a 600 page book this is about 80 or so uh pages where it's it's thoughtful it almost kind of reads like a journal jackie was that the hope yeah, I wanted it to be the kind of book that you could give someone in those early raw days of grief who can't read lengthy chapters. So just right. short, but I wanted it to be rich and theological and from God's word. So I did want it to be accessible and easy to read. I appreciate that. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I have a couple more questions to ask about some of the particulars and then moving forward, because obviously there, there comes a point you're talking about something that happened eight years ago. And I, I know that it's still fresh, but at the same time, it's allowed to go and to heal and smooth over some of the spots. Jackie Gibson is my guest today here on The Bottom. The book is called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. There's a link at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. 
Welcome back to this pretty emotional edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Jackie Gibson is my guest, and we are talking about her outstanding book called You Are Still a Mother. Uh, I didn't realize, talking about my sister's situation and others, I know how much this would impact me. And you know if it impacts a dad this way, um, how there are moms in your congregation, maybe this is your story. And if you're looking for hope and healing, I urge you to give Crystal a call right now. 800-227-5278. We have not one, but two copies of this book to give away. It's called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. We have a link for the book at thebottomlineshow.com. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And don't forget, that matching gift is still in place with Preborn. It's a double 50-50 match. Every dollar you donate to Preborn today will be doubled. You can make that donation right up until December 31st. And you can also take that deduction on your taxes as well. So give that $1,000 gift. Let's see if we can get enough to get another ultrasound machine. Wouldn't that be cool? It's $15,000 to do so. But boy, I'll tell you, how many babies like 250 ultrasounds a year for at least 10 years. 833-850-BABY, 833-850-2229. Or go to kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. More of my conversation with author Jackie Gibson in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Jackie Gibson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. She has a powerful book. I've been sitting here dabbing my eyes. Jackie, I don't know if I've wept more (laughs) during a conversation just out of joy and relief and whatever. The topic that you're discussing here hits men and women, not equally, but it hits us, you know, in, in where we live. The book, You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or a Miscarriage, is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And I appreciate, before the break, I mentioned that the, the, it's pithy, it's concise, it gets right down to the heart of the issue, but it's a really good first step, I would think, for someone who has just gone through this. And, and you have a chapter that's titled, Things Too Wonderful for Me. And I was taken with that before I even read the book, because I thought, how could you look at a season like this? and have wonderful even come in the topic of conversation. Talk about where you went with that. that yeah, sure. that is referring to something that Job says uh, when he's gone through all of his terrible suffering and he asks the Lord to give an account, why has this happened? And the Lord answers him out of the whirlwind and says things like, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? And have you entered the storehouses of snow? And in response to those questions, Job says, wow, I have uttered things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me. And there's a sense in which when a baby dies in the womb, womb, uh, it's something that is hard for us to understand. It's too wonderful in the way that we can't wonder at it. These things are higher than us. There's mystery there. And we can't have full understanding of why these things happen this side of heaven. And so I found that helpful that I wasn't going to have all of the answers now that I knew that God was sovereign. I had to keep believing that he was good. But at the same time, these were things that I also couldn't fully understand as one of God's creatures. His ways Mm -hmm. are ours. Mm -hmm. And and that is, that, that is wonderful and it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking. And, uh, and, and as you write about in your book, you are still a mother, you're now part of a club that no one wants to be a part of. And yet here you are helping others who are going through this. There had to be a point where you looked at Romans chapter eight and you looked at Paul's words and said, I'm not buying it. I mean, (laughs) God works all things together for good for those who love him. And yet we had to bid adieu to our daughter um, way sooner than we wanted to. Um, How did you reconcile that? Hmm. Or have you? Yes, good question. Romans 8, 28, it was hard for me to believe in the early days that God does work for the good of those who love him in in all things, even the hardest things in this life, like the death of a child. But it's been coming up eight years since Layla died. And over time, I have seen ways in which this is true for us as, as Christians. I think the verse after 28, verse 29, talks about God conforming us more and more into the image of his son. And who is his son but the Lord Jesus, who is a man of sorrows. He Mm -hmm. was acquainted with grief. Mm -hmm. And so through suffering, we become more like our savior, like our older suffering brother. 
And that's a precious gift. We know he's sanctifying us through these very hard things and they continue to be hard, but I have seen the ways that Romans 8.28 is indeed true. I love that. I love that. Jackie Gibson, my guest today here on The Bottom Line. Her book is called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and I'm determined to get through this segment without shedding another tear, uh, though it's not going to be easy. Uh, you talk about, uh, th there's a chapter in the book uh, about you know the, the focus of heaven being our home, and I would imagine, I mean, Anytime any of us loses someone or they, they they graduate, however you want to describe their their passing from this life to the next, it definitely leaves a mark, especially as we get older. But no parent ever wants to have to escort their child in that certain situation as well. What does heaven look like to Johnny and Jackie Gibson now, more so than it did March 13th, 2016? Well, it's definitely a lot more real to us. I think when you have a saint go before you to heaven, it's somewhere you long to go more than you ever did before. Yeah. And that's another way that God works good in these situations. He's developing our taste buds for heaven. Mm. So we now picture Layla there and it orientates our hearts towards the Lord Jesus who is there preparing a place for us. So it definitely shook the foundations of um, our home now and remind us that it is in our home, that our citizenship is in heaven. Mm -hmm. That's beautifully put. What do you say to the parent who has lost a child, either through miscarriage or stillbirth? I, I know people who have had kids born with debilitating illnesses, uh, congenital, you know, defective things that wind up cutting their lives short. So they have four five, six years with them. Here, you're talking about the gestational period. You're talking about really not getting that even just a few moments with that child. Um, what, how long has it been for you? I mean, turn, where you really feel like, okay, I turned a corner, you know, my winter is starting to turn to spring here a little bit. You know, I'm not, I'm not stuck in that place. Cause I would imagine that for some people, um, and I've seen it happen where they kind of get stuck and marriages break up and, you know, relationships get fractured simply because the grief is too much to bear. Mm, I think the timeline's going to be different for everyone, but you know, grief can become an idol. It can be something that we nurse and we don't want to, and we feed. And I think then we'll be in a place where we are stuck and that there is no um, way to move forward. And so I would say in your grief, you need to keep remembering that God's everlasting arms are underneath you, that your companion through grief, the only companion who understands what you're going through is the Lord Jesus. So don't shut him out because he's the one that can bring healing, be with you in your grief and who understands all the facets of, of grief. And to lose a child is terrible and you need to be able to grieve that and lament that. But if you're not taking it to the Lord, then there's nowhere for it to go. And he's the one where there's hope. There's hope in our grief. You mentioned earlier in our conversation, Jackie Gibson, that you think that you believe that the church is doing a better job of helping women, men, families who go through a miscarriage or a stillbirth in terms of ministering to them, seeing them, recognizing the pain that they've been through and moving forward. I would imagine, you know, and we have listeners all over the gamut. We have people in their 20s all the way up to people in their 90s who listen to the Bottom Line show on a regular basis and are very actively engaged. Take the last couple moments here and, and talk to that woman or maybe that couple that are a little bit further on in years. And maybe this happened to them a while ago when, you know, people didn't talk about it as much. You didn't get that kind of support at church. And they're just kind of, it's, this conversation is awakening something and then maybe a, a scar that they just kind of chose to try to ignore, but it's a very real part of who they are. What, what kind of encouragement can you give that person in that season? Yeah, I, I would say even though that loss may have happened many, many years ago, your baby has never been forgotten by the God who knit that baby together in the mother's womb. Jesus said to children or said, let the little children come to me. Yes. And so your child has been welcomed and never forgotten. Yes. And so to, to be able to start to talk about that again, to acknowledge that life, who is precious because God made them. Mm. Uh, that would be something 
to try and do hard though that might might be but your mm. baby never been forgotten i know by you but not by your god either I love that. It's, it's beautiful. And it's part of the reason why I want to recommend this book to all of our listening audience and those who are watching us along at myhopenow.com, where you get a chance to see Roger crying a lot. Um, but it's an emotional subject and and it's a good one for us to discuss. Um, you are still a mother, hope for women grieving, a stillbirth or miscarriage is the brand new book by Jackie Gibson. We've got a link for the book up at the bottomlineshow.com. And I highly recommend this book. It's getting a lot of five-star reviews. If I could give it 10 stars, I would. It's a concise, it's effective, it's uh, emotional, it's poignant, uh, it, but it's it's also very insightful and uh, and and helpful in terms of uh, those who are going through this season. So if you work in ministry, if you're lay ministry, and, and there's someone you know who's been through this, this is the resource you should be using to work with them. And I don't always use the should word, uh, but we definitely uh, feel that strongly about it. Jackie Gibson, uh, richest blessings to you and Johnny and your family and, and all who are impacted by the work that you're doing in this ministry. Thank you for being with us today here on The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much for talking with me about it. Oh, wow. Uh, that's all I could say as well. Uh, thank you, Jackie, for writing this book. Thank you for, uh, I encourage you, if you're a mom and you've had, you've experienced a miscarriage or a stillbirth, if you're a dad um, who's experienced that, um, this is an outstanding book and a very, very helpful book um, to read, to try to experience what it's like. Jackie knows, she's walked that road. Um, we know too many people, even just involved immediately here in the bottom line show, who've experienced that as well. And um, you don't have to go through that alone. You just don't. Uh, I wish we had a hundred of these books to give away, but then Jackie wouldn't make any money. So fortunately, her publisher has given us two of them, not one, but two copies to give away. And uh, you're going you're, you're gonna to be blessed by this book or if you haven't experienced this firsthand, if you're a pastor, if you're a lay minister, read this and understand what women go through when this happens. Or if you know somebody who has, uh, this is an outstanding resource. You Are Still a Mother is the name of the book. Hope for a Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. The link is up at thebottomlineshow.com, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. We'll take a quick break. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk about how things, another report of something we can actually rejoice in the Sanctity of Life movement. But the one thing that I will be rejoicing about, and I know all of heaven will be too, is when we stand with our friends at Preborn and we band together and say, there's nothing we could do to ease the pain of a miscarriage or a stillbirth. There's no question about it. And for those who have uh, forced that miscarriage by having an abortion, um, there, we can't bring that child back to sight of heaven. But there is hope, there is forgiveness, there is healing, and there's a way you can move forward and say, I once was lost, but now I'm found in this area, and we can make a positive difference. Um, we'll talk about that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. Hey, Roger Marsh here with a special announcement for our friends at Preborn. This Sunday, December 31st, is the end of the year. It's also the end of the calendar year. It's also the last chance you have to make a tax-deductible donation to Preborn to support the ministry of providing free ultrasounds for women who are expecting and not quite sure what their options are. When you call 833-850-BABY right now, your $28 donation provides an ultrasound visit and also will be doubled, so that's worth $56. If you make a $15,000 donation right now, which is a great thing to do if you have the means. It's a great tax deduction for you. It provides one ultrasound machine for a preborn clinic right here in the Southland. But also, since the gift is doubled, your one ultrasound machine becomes two. But you have to act before midnight, December 31st. Give a gift online at kbrightradio.com or rogermarsh.com. Click on the preborn banner that you find right there. It doesn't take more than a minute to make the donation that way. Or give them a call, 833-850-BABY, 833-850. 850-B-A-B-Y. That's 833-850-2229. Preborn is the best pro-life ministry I've come across in years. The preborn ultrasound technology is life-changing and life-saving. Give a gift today.
My thanks again to Jackie Gibson for joining me today here on The Bottom Line. Her book is called You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. There's a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. As I mentioned, we're rallying the troops here just in the Bottom Line Show family. I can think of several instances where this book is very apropos and we're not a huge team. So if you think about how much it's impacted us directly, think about how much it's impacting people in your world, people in your church, people in your community. And how many people are steering clear of church because they think the church is a bunch of those anti-abortion zealots, healthcare, blah, 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 blah. They're yelling at people saying, don't abort your kid. And it's just awful. And what they really need, I'll never forget the, I've forgotten the man. I do not forget his testimony. He had been one of the most aggressive pro-life advocates I'd ever seen. I would almost call him anti-abortion more than pro-life. He was just a scream and a yell and a big old sign and hey. And then one day he and I were doing an interview and I was ready for, I I braced myself, I girded up for what I thought was gonna be a, a pretty intense interview. And instead he said, you know, one of the best things you could do at an abortion clinic is ask this question. When you see a woman getting ready to walk into an abortion clinic, he said, you know what I usually do is I'll walk up and say hi, introduce myself, and then I'll ask her the following question. And that is, how are you feeling right now? And he said, it's amazing how many women will just say, I'm scared, I'm confused, I'm heartbroken, I'm disoriented, I don't know what to think, I don't know what to feel. And he said, before we even started talking about the sanctity of human life and what abortion does to a baby and what it does to the mother, et cetera, et cetera, we would just start talking about her and how she felt. You know that it's attributed to so many different people, whether it's a famous Pope or Maya Angelou or whatever, but people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And this is a place where in the body of Christ, we have a golden opportunity to let people know how much we care. Whether it's giving them a copy of Jackie Gibson's book, and we're giving two of them away today here on Bottom Line, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, the number to get you through to the bottom line. Or, well, in addition to, you want to pay it forward like this. The best place to meet a woman who is confused, concerned, doesn't know quite where to turn, is by helping her find the nearest preborn clinic. Pregnancy resource centers get a bad name in the secular press. Let's, let's admit it. But the reality is, I mean, and the, let me back this one up. I've been to some that are like, hey, guys, I really appreciate your heart for this, but the medical world has gotten so sophisticated and there are ways you can get better technology where you can have people who actually have medical training. I mean, your heart is great, but let's face it. I mean, and I'll use an analogy here and I don't know if it's apropos, but it's just one that God gave me right now. If you're holding a bake sale at your church and people are bringing baked goods to the church for the cakewalk at the carnival or whatever it is, when people buy the baked goods, and they, a couple weeks ago, my son, who's a band director at Laguna Hills High School, his alma mater, super excited. They had their annual winter concert. I call it a Christmas concert just to get under the school district. And, and when you go there, you purchase a ticket, you make a donation because there are nonprofit groups. They don't sell tickets per se. And then people donate baked goods and you buy them. And sometimes you overpay for them. And then you eat the baked goods and sometimes they're actually pretty tasty, but most of the times they're not. Now, we understand they don't have to taste great because it's a school function, right? And it's a fundraiser and no one really cares. But sometimes in the body of Christ, we're that church that has a bake sale and then puts a sign up and says, we're actually a restaurant. And the reality is, no, we, we, we're not, not even close. There are Christian-owned companies that run fantastic restaurants, four-star, five-star, that are way better than our church bake sale, Okay. So this area of the sanctity of human life that we're talking about right now, I wanna encourage you, I wanna encourage us, let's put the bake sale mentality on the shelf and start investing in a place like Preborn because Preborn gets state-of-the-art ultrasound machines for $15,000. I've seen some nonprofit groups, some faith-based nonprofit groups saying, we need $60,000 to get an ultrasound machine. I'm like, really? You need to find a better place to shop because Preborn can get one at cost for $15,000. And of course, they don't make any money on this. So would we as Christians say, we're gonna put our money where our mouth is. We want a woman and 
her, hopefully her husband or boyfriend who's coming in there, the father of the child, and other, any other family members who have questions, come see the ultrasound pictures. 85% of the time when you see the ultrasound picture, you will choose life for the child. You'll either release the child for adoption to one of the literally hundreds of thousands of families there are in the nation that are screened, qualified, and ready to adopt a kid. Or uh, take it a step further, you'll take that child home instead and say, you know what? We can do this. We can do this with God's help and with the counseling that we're going to get on a regular basis from our friends at Preborn. Your tax-deductible donation right now makes that possible. It helps to make that possible. Every dollar you donate to Preborn today goes to ultrasound technology. They do separate fundraising to pay the lights and to pay salaries and pay the rent on the building. Everything you donate is either going to ultrasound appointments or to ultrasound machines. And every dollar you donate today will be doubled. And I won't be saying that next Thursday. We have a special matching gift in place right now through Sunday, December 31st. When the clock strikes midnight on December 31st into New Year's Eve or into New Year's Day, while everybody else is saying Happy New Year and all things or whatever else they're doing, this match goes away. So please, look at the family you've been blessed with Maybe in do this in remembrance of the child you didn't get to hold that long. Or maybe you won't get to hold till we're in heaven. But please, for the sake of the kids coming along, God creates these children. He creates each of us individually. He knits us together, David writes in Psalm 139. He knits us together in our mother's womb. Each of us are unique. Can you believe it? There are 8 billion people on the planet right now and not one of us or not two of us have the same two uh, matching sets of fingerprints. And that's been happening ever since Adam and Eve. God takes the sanctity of human life very seriously. But there's more to it than just saying, please don't abort your child and then running away. It's, I understand. Maybe you're doing this. Or I read a story. There's a battle in Texas right now with a woman who has a child. I believe it's a little girl who has been diagnosed with trisomy 18. It's a very difficult disease to live with. And oftentimes it results in stillbirth or it results in a very, very short and challenging life for the child and for the families. And there's a woman who said, it's too much for me. I want to end this. Texas has a fetal heartbeat bill. So she went to court she sued the state. A lower court said, sure, go ahead. The Texas State Supreme Court said, no, you can't. And so now she's going to travel across state lines to have an abortion. There are so many testimonies of people. I read one just last week about a woman in England who had a daughter born with trisomy 18. She's five years of age now. Trisomy 18 is the extra chromosome in the 18th pair, whereas um, uh, so trisomy 13 is, the, is Down syndrome. And... This woman showed this beautiful little girl. She's not verbal. She's got a feeding tube. She, she's got a really challenging life, but she's five and now she's in preschool. The sanctity of human life is so precious. And I can't think of anything that you or I could spend money on right now that is more important than saving a life. Your $28 donation to preborn right now will save a life. And it'll then be doubled, so it'll save two lives. It's getting toward the end of the year. You know what your planned giving is for the end of the year. You've already paid your tithes. For, well, you've got one more coming up on Sunday. But think about it, pray about it, and then be generous. When Karen Kingsbury was on this program about a month ago, and she said she and her husband, they moved to Tennessee. They wanted to start a film production company. They basically poured every penny they had into it because her husband said, look, what happens if we are sitting here in a really nice home with a lot of money, writing books, and we know people are going to buy them and stuff like that, and the Lord returns? And we had a call on our lives to go all in to help lead people to Christ, and we didn't do it. And so they did it. Here they are in retirement time. They've put all their money into Kingsbury Productions. Give generously. Dig deep. It may sting a little bit right now, but can we consider that a momentary light affliction for the greater good of the kingdom? 833-850-BABY is the number to call. 833-850-2229. You can call that number right now. I have noticed, though, that looking at the call reports for the past month, that the vast majority of bottom line listeners who are donating are doing so online. And that's great. Now, sometimes it's a little tricky to go to crawfordmediagroup.net, look for the banner on the National Crawford Roundtable page where all the other pages are. You can do that if you want. You can go to kbrightradio.com, and we should have a banner that's fairly easy to find 
Lisa and I have made it very, very simple for anybody who wants to support Preborn right now. When you go to rogermarsh.com, R-O-G-E-R-M-A-R-S-H.com. My parents liked the fact that uh, uh, they, they wanted three kids. Well, they wanted two kids, a boy and a girl. They got three because my brother showed up. And all of us have two syllable names with five letters in them. I don't know why. That's just the way, they, that's the way their brain works. Go to R-O-G-E-R-M-A-R-S-H.com. When you click there, before you scroll down and see a picture of me looking all kind of pastoral, there's a link that says click here. And it says your donation to Preborn is doubled between now and the end of the December. It's easy to click there because that takes you right to the Preborn page. And there you have it. 833-850-BABY or go to rogermarsh.com and click on the Preborn banner. Some final thoughts about life and death coming up next as the bottom line continues. Here's Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services with a reminder that your investments do more than just make money. They actually change lives. This Christmas, we gave our family the gift of life. So I thought, let's do the same for our Wilson Financial clients. A way of saying thank you for being in partnership with us in the ministry. What we're going to do to honor our clients is we're going to fund 100 ultrasounds per month, each month for the next 12 months through Preborn. Also, each quarter, we're going to buy an ultrasound machine. And at the end of the year, those machines will be saving an average of 1,600 children per year. We do this to honor and inform our clients of this great ministry and to say thank you for being our clients and being our friends. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas and and Happy Happy New Year Year from from all of us at Wilson Financial. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the special edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh here, our final Thursday edition of the program uh, for the year 2023. And we've been talking about the sanctity of human life. I want to thank some folks uh, in particular who have really stepped up in the recent weeks to uh, help support the cause of the sanctity of human life with donations to preborn. Uh, Jeff from Brown Construction in Manteca with a $335 donation. Lisa in Fort Lipton, Colorado, who listens to us on the Gaybright app. I love that. Lisa, thank you so much for your $280 donation to, uh, to preborn. Petros in Pleasanton, $140 donation. Robert in Livermore, $1,000 donation. Boy, Northern California really coming through. Our KCBC audience doing it and uh, taking advantage of the fact that each of these gifts, the 335 the 1000 the 280 the 240 are all doubled because of the special matching gift that's in place because of what Preborn is doing uh, to help save lives and to help save not only the baby's life in the womb, but also the thousands of women who come to faith in Christ because of the witness they experience at Preborn. Go to rogermarsh.com, click on the banner there. That's the easiest way if you want to do this online. You can go to kbrightradio.com or crawfordmediagroup.net and find the banners there as well. But just for ease of operation, go the, it'll say click here when you land on the home landing page for rogermarsh.com, and then you can follow the prompts to preborn and make your donation that way. It's tax deductible. And... Um, the beautiful thing about it is it's tax deductible here in 2023 if you get your donation in before the 31st of December, on or before the 31st of December. And, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to discuss these key issues here on the Bottom Line Show. I'm grateful for uh, uh, women like uh, Jackie Gibson for writing the book, You Are Still a Mother, Hope for Women Grieving a Stillbirth or Miscarriage. These are such vital topics and we hear this time and time again from people who call in the program and say thank you for discussing the things that haven't been discussed on other radio stations we're grateful to have those conversations and i'm thankful uh, for each and every listener uh, to the bottom line show who tunes in and has that uh, dialogue back and forth with us kcbc audience rabbi schneider and discovering the jewish jesus coming your way next for those who remain on the network the final edition of the national crawford roundtable podcast from 2023 is coming up next as the bottom line continues 